Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and this week I'm talking with Luis from Guadalajara Mexican Restaurant in downtown Syracuse. Well, I'm really happy to have Luis on. Um, Guadalajara is one of my favorite restaurants in downtown. I know I say that pretty much about all the restaurants I like, but if there's a top 10 list of restaurants in downtown Syracuse, for me, Guadalajara is definitely on that list. And if you're looking just at my bank statement and you're saying, we're going to tell you what is your favorite restaurant based on how much money you've spent over the last year, then my favorite restaurant is Guadalajara. Um, I go there so often because it's, it's A, it's, it's two minutes from the office, uh, from the studio here. Uh, B, it's an extremely clean restaurant. I mean, every time I go in there, nothing's out of place. Uh, the tables are wiped. I mean, it just, and I know that sounds like such a, and sim- some of you might be saying, well, that's a simple thing. It's a clean restaurant. So what? Listen, <laughs> I've been into most of the restaurants in Syracuse and none of, very few of them are as clean as this place. So it's a very clean restaurant. It's not an old restaurant, which is, which is, you know, it, like it doesn't look like it's been worn down, which is challenging uh, for a place that's been open for a few years. So that's another really impressive thing for me. The staff are always nice. Um, the food always comes out hot, like piping hot, always comes out fresh, like fast, fresh. It's delicious. I, I, I can't say anything bad about Guadalajara. I've, I've just really enjoyed going there for so long. And uh, so... I stumbled upon a po- Facebook post that he had made, and, I, and it, it kind of came off like he was the, the owner. So I messaged him. I was like, are you the owner? Guadalajara, I love it there, and uh, I'd love to have you on the podcast, and here we are. Well, it's been an interesting three months here at Eat Local New York. You know, we talked about, I've mentioned it here on the podcast before, the beginning of the year we brought Nicole on, who's been a lifesaver and helping me put out the content, that, some of the content that I've always wanted to put out here on the channels, on our social media accounts, especially if you follow us there. We're, we're putting out like a brand new show every single day of the week. And that's been a lot of fun. And, and that's part of our goal here is to shift, is to not shift, but to officially and finally be, become like influencers on social media and uh, and have that be a significant part of the business side of, of Eat Local New York. And uh, so we're working hard on that. And there's been this tool I'm going to talk to you about that has been just uh, really such an amazing uh, tool that I've been using. It's a massive time saver and it does a better job than I do at a lot of these tasks, and that is ChatGPT. I don't know if many of you have heard of it. It's, it's all over my my for you pages for YouTube and and social media. And some of the some other business owners and, and friends that I have that I've been talking to are aware of it and have been using it. But for, let's pretend everybody listening to this is not aware of it. Uh, ChatGPT is an artificial intelligent chatbot that was created by this company called OpenAI. One of the ways that I'm going to explain it are chat GPT. If you think of Google, so let's say you need an answer, you're trying to find a piece of information. What do we do? We go to Google, right? It's It's been, I think it's it, that word has even been adapted into the English language. Go Google it. It's like in the dictionary. Um, so if I say, let's say I need to, I want to learn how to make an, op- an apple pie. I'm going to go to Google. I'm going to type in, how do I make an apple pie? And Google is going to give me a ton of websites that contain information on how to make an apple pie. Well, if I go to chat GPT and ask it how to make an apple pie, it's just going to tell me how to do it. It's going to give me the recipe. It's going to give me the instructions. Um, 
it is smart. I, I don't. It, it's a computer that is alive that is um, doing things that you ask it to do. Now that's just a really small example. Let me explain how I've been using it here at Eat Local New York. So the way I've been using it here at Eat Local New York is a lot is some client work. Clients that you know pay us to handle their social media management, content creation, email marketing. Um, you know, video production, photos, we produce podcasts for some clients, all that kind of stuff. So some ways I've been doing it. Well, if you've noticed like last week's episode of the podcast, that the show notes were like five times longer than they ever have been and more detailed, uh, it's because I use ChatGPT to write that. So I go into ChatGPT and I say, I need a podcast notes description on this new episode of my podcast. It's episode number 160. My guest is Adam from Old Home Distillers. We talked about this. Uh, the name of my podcast is the Local New York Podcast, and I hit send. And it then r- scours the internet to get information on Old Home Distillers, on Adam, on Eat Local New York. And it writes me a two-paragraph, uh, or I think that was maybe three-paragraph long description for my show notes. And what's wild is that it's, like almost 100% accurate. I'll give you another example of how I've used ChatGPT. Um, I have to send a promotional email out using MailChimp to promote my the Sangria bar crawl that we have coming up. So I go to ChatGPT and I say, I need an email using MailChimp sent out to my followers. I'm hosting a Sangria. I give it all the information. I'm hosting a Sangria crawl. It's on this date. Here's the bars. Here's the prices. Here's where to get tickets. Here's the after party. I hit send, or I say I want the I want the email to be kind of fun and lighthearted. I hit send, and ChatGPT creates a lengthy description for me. Uh, a customer, uh, someone leaves a negative review for a customer of mine on their Facebook page. I copy and paste that negative review into ChatGPT, and I say, "Here's the review. How should I respond to this?" And it comes back with an answer that I can just copy and paste over to respond and I can tweak it if I need to. I'm trying to like simplify and explain all these things that ChatGPT can do, but really to best explain it, I wrote an ebook about this and, and I'm gonna put the link here in the show notes of, of uh, how you can, you can go online and purchase the ebook. But I, I wrote an ebook on, and, and it's basically on how restaurants can use artificial intelligence or specifically ChatGPT to help grow their business. And uh, like I said, I'll put the links here in the show notes of, of, of so that way you can go and purchase it and, and learn about it. But uh, for all you listeners, I'm gonna, we're going to be doing 20% off for your purchase. Uh, if you want to go there and support us and grab this ebook, just use code Eat Local Podcast. It's all you know, one word, no spaces. Eat Local Podcast when you check out. Uh, again, I'm gonna put the link where you can buy it in the show notes. But uh, and you can save 20% off if you go there and check it out. But uh, ChatGPT for right now, it's in a free version, and uh, I, I cannot fully express how much it's going to revolutionize um, business for, for people like us, like small businesses, restaurants specifically, really any business you're in, communication, timing. If you're a listener to the podcast and you really want to show us some love, go buy the, uh, the ebook. It's normally $11, again, 20% off with code EATLOCALPODCAST for all you listeners. I want to talk about our really great sponsor, Brown Carbonic. I'm so thrilled to have Brown Carbonic 
here as a sponsor on the Eat Local New York podcast. But Brown Carbonica, they're a locally owned business, you know, family owned and operated. Listen, if you're in the restaurant hospitality world, you're listening to this podcast, you know, you should be a customer of Brown Carbonics because they offer so many different things from nitrogen and CO2 for your, you know, breweries and your bar, your draft systems to craft beverages and sodas and juices uh, to ice machines and dish machines and, and cleaning chemicals and supplies that you need. Uh, I mean, really, there isn't, if you're a business owner, if you're in the restaurant industry and you're listening to this podcast, you should be and could be, and I hope you will be a customer of Brown Carbonic. So, uh, again, I'm going to put out show, I'm going to put in the show notes ways that you can get in touch with Brown Carbonic and, uh, and become a customer of theirs because it's just a great local business that's supporting me. And I love that. So, uh, yeah. Well, without further ado, let's get into this week's podcast. It's my conversation with Luis from Guadalajara Restaurant. I'm no expert on Mexican food by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and, and when people say authentic Mexican food, to me, the more I've thought about it over the years, it's like saying authentic Italian food. The country is so vast. There are different types of cuisine all over Mexico. Yes. And people are just, it's just like a general categorization of Mexican food. Well, Mexican food could be a thousand different things. Depends on if you're in Guadalajara or Jalisco or if you're on the, you know, Mexico City. Yeah. It's all going to be different. I agree. And um, so there's such little, like, understanding of what Mexican food really is. Um, but Guadalajara is my favorite in Syracuse, without question. Well, I appreciate that, honestly. Um, we try, we thrive, <laughs> you know, to, to, you know, to always give, you know, the, the, the best experience. Um, yeah. My thing is, uh, like we were mentioning before, we we're talking before the cameras. Um, we we we're we're a place that you know I try to keep it consistent. Mm -hmm. I, I you know I don't want it to be like a hit and miss. I want it if 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 you if you went there because we, you like our burrito Jalisco mm -hmm. a year ago, I need that burrito Jalisco a year later to taste <laughs> the same, you know, to taste the same, yeah. have the same portion, huh. have the same everything. Yeah, you know. So I think that is. Part of our success is that consistency. Yeah, like I'm the type of guy that I, uh, I, I take my vision and, and I and my employees I, I, I show them my vision. Yeah, and uh, like if there's a plate that comes out and it's not supposed to look like that, mm -hmm. we all have pictures of how it's supposed to look. Mm. If it comes out with the sauce a little bit runny one to one side more than the other one, mm. uh, I take. I, we send it back. That's wild. And then the kitchen's got to clean it and, and make sure it looks presentable yeah. for the customer. Because, you know, not only that, because food, everybody sells food. Yeah. We're, but we got to go, excuse me, we got to go a little bit higher. We got to sell an experience. Yeah. You know, and this people want to go back because of that experience. Right. You know, so that's what we try. Yeah. It really is. Actually, one of my, like, one of my most viewed videos is uh, on, on uh, Instagram is of me pouring the salsa at Guadalajara into the dish. And it had like 30,000 views or something. Really? Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just that. Um, but uh, that's interesting. John Stage, who owns Dinosaur Barbecue, um, 
he has kind of something similar. He had well, so he gets pictures every single time brisket is coming off their smoker from all the restaurants across New York State. So interesting. If one, it's, and he can tell from the picture, like, hey, that needed this, this needed that, and uh, yeah, it's awesome to hear when owners take that much uh, pride in you know the food to say it's got to be the same a year ago as it was. Yes, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. no, I totally understand. <clears throat> I totally understand about that. Um, Again, like I tell a lot of people, I tell um, my coworkers, employees, um, Guadalajara is not, is not only just, just a restaurant. You know, it, it carries a name. Yeah. You know, it's a brand that we're we're building. Hmm. You know, that's this is why when I first got the restaurant, I, I spent a lot of uh, energy on creating a logo for it. Yeah, you can see it in my hat. Yeah, you can see it here. Yeah, and when we put the that logo, uh, Walmart style logo, <laughs> on across the building, mm-hmm. for me that was a big thing. So I celebrated. You know how. Hmm. I got a tattoo of Guadalajara right here. Nice. That? That's, awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's my brand. You know, it's something <laughs> that I got to promote. It's something that I got to build. So I am so happy of the work that we're doing. Yeah. I know we know there's a lot of room always for improvement. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I I don't take my brand lightly. Yeah, you know this is why you know we got to make sure the plates are on point, the taste is on point, the experience is on point. Yeah. you know the service, the speed. Hmm. That you know, uh, I want to say like a month ago. Uh, we were we, we were having a, a small issue regarding you know okay who let's say table three order a burrito Jalisco uh, I keep using burrito Jalisco is one of my favorite ones <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, but table five also order the same thing yeah what what is gonna keep that waiter you know what system can we put in place to keep that waiter not to take mm-hmm. that burrito Jalisco when it's in table uh, threes and not t- table fives. Yeah. So now we got monitors in the kitchen and we got monitors outside. Hmm. So now you can see in the monitor that this order has five items, but there's a burrito Jalisco there. Hmm. Two orders later from the, this table has it, you know, just regular yeah. restaurant things. But hmm. those are things that, you know, starting a restaurant, you don't think about because these, these are investments. These yeah. are expensive oh, yeah. tools. So now I'm happy that we we are hmm. well, no, well enough that, that we could, Put these kind of things in place. For yeah, yeah, that's awesome, huh? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, where did you come from? Why are you, you know, what made you, you know, say I want to open up this Mexican restaurant in Syracuse? <clears throat> well, it's funny you mentioned that because it is Mexican restaurant, and like I mentioned before, uh, I am Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> I dated a Puerto Rican girl once. Did you? And, yeah, I did, and uh, I made the mistake of asking her. This was many years ago. I made the mistake of assuming. I shouldn't say I asked her. I assumed that she was Mexican because I was lived around nothing but Mexicans. Okay, at the time. okay. <laughs> and I've oof, I've never been hit so hard in my life when I asked her that question. Oh my god. Well, it's it's funny <laughs> because every you know every country every heritage uh, everybody's really pride from where you know prideful from their, their Hell roots. Yeah, yeah, you should be. You know, and you should be. I, I applaud that. However, in the, the my view of things is I, I don't see race. I don't see color. I don't yeah. see that. You know, it might sound like, oh, no, he's just saying that. No, people yeah. that know me, like, for example, if someone comes in here, he goes, I'm like, oh, can you describe him? It was a great guy. <laughs> uh, physically, he was a tall guy, dark hair. Skin That's tone, uh, I yeah. can't really tell because yeah. my father is is dark, really dark. Okay. You know, and my skin complexion yeah. is a little bit lighter. So. What I want to say is that, for example, I'm Puerto Rican with a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. One of my top employees is Cuban. <laughs> I got a, well, another one top employee is Guatemalan. Yeah. You know, and uh, the kitchen staff, I, I try to leave it Mexican because it's in a Mexican restaurant. Right. Yeah. So I don't get offended because I've, 
you know, I, I coexisted, <laughs> you want to say, <laughs> with different types of, of people. I, like I told you before, I lived in, uh, in Laredo, Texas yeah. uh, for a while. You know, I, I went to school there. I see a lot of Mexican culture. I see a lot of things. But going back to your question, what got me into this is uh, um, I went, I have a uh, culinary art school background. Okay. I went to culinary school in Puerto Rico. Okay. I finished the, the program. It was like around two years. Um, from there, you know, I, I always heard my mother saying about she wanted a restaurant. Mm. Um, and I see, you know, that that I'm really good managing, even since I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was good to having to have people. I was good having people do what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point in time, I said, uh, you know what? I, I know how to delegate. Yeah. You know, so I took a little bit of business mm -hmm. and uh, we went from there. Mm. Um, after culinary art school, uh, I, I just ventured into fast food. Okay. I managed uh, Burger Kings. Oh, nice. Um, then after that, uh, I did a little uh, uh, empanada stand in Puerto Rico oh, cool. on the road. Yeah. Huh. From there, we went from... Um, uh, just a, a just a little glass thing yeah. showing our empanadas to having you know mm. a cover on it you know a little roof. Then after that we added two tables. And after mm. that I had a coffee. Mm. Uh, after that I I I did a little food truck. Huh. And after that I got a trailer. You know, yeah. so we just kept expanding. That's awesome. And I decided to venture to the United States. I rented the key out for for that. Okay. You know, turnkey business situation, and came over here. Yeah. I said I will never go back to food because <laughs> because it is it is very it yeah. is very stressful it is very consuming, you know because you're basically doing something that you like but is it you know you're working twenty twenty one hours a day you yeah. know, you're sleeping three hours, you know to go back and mm -hmm. managing personnel you know it, you know there's there's stories behind every personnel you get there there's the, everybody has a life yeah you know so managing schedules managing all that I said I will never go back. Mm. And here I am again, you know, <laughs> my, uh, a friend of mine told me, hey, they opened a Mexican restaurant downtown hmm. uh, called Guadalajara. Somebody told me that. Huh. It used to be a convenience store. They converted into a Mexican restaurant. And, uh, well, we went in to celebrate uh, Spanish Heritage Month. Yeah. But it's not the Guadalajara you see now. Okay. So um, long story short, we created like a little event, like a little karaoke event. And I saw, I met the the, the previous three owners hmm. of the place, and uh, I saw the place, the location. It was amazing. It just needed a little bit of, you know, ambience, a little bit of things, and, yeah. you know, employee, better management skills, you know, consistency, and people to be happier. Yeah. Because you walked in there, people were just, like, <laughs> scared of you. You know, no, no, you know, you, you got to be welcoming, you yeah. know. So after I met the owner of the place, they, he... Uh, he told he told me if my daughter wanted to work there. My daughter at the time was fifteen. This was like okay. a year and a half ago. Okay. So yeah, we need a host. Um, your daughter could host for us. You know, if you authorize it. Yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. Um, two or three months in, I picked up my daughter once from from the job. You know, it was a Friday and uh, and, and a Saturday back to back. It was nine p.m. when she got my, she came out. She told me, "Oh, Dad, I want to get another job." I'm like, "What? What's going on? You don't pay you well?" Say no, it's not that. It's just it's boring. What, what happened? Mm. Well, nobody walked in. Huh. You know, in that moment, I knew uh, <laughs> what they had there was a was a little bit in trouble. Yeah. So jokingly, I just went in. You know, had a drink there with them, with the guys, just talked and offered. Mm. Because initially, I was uh, I was opening a Mexican restaurant somewhere else. Okay. I was opening, uh, uh, you know, the one in, in, we mentioned uh, across from Walmart. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, in the dealers. Yeah. That one right there. Okay. I was uh, looking to lease everything, you know, oh, and wow. I was and I was opening that as a Mexican restaurant. Ah, uh, okay. But then I saw the opportunity for this one. Yeah. You know, and I spoke to one of the previous owners. I'm like, what, what what's going on there? And he just bluntly said, he was like, no, um, I don't want part of that anymore. Mm. That's not going anywhere. That mm. place is shot, you know. Yeah. It's going nowhere. Mm. And in my head, you know, like, interesting. <laughs> you know, it's par- probably new management. Can yeah. probably help out. I went in and I made an offer and, and I bought uh, mm. parts of it. Wow. Uh, about, yeah, so. That's awesome. After that, the rest is history. Yeah. You can see it right now. I mean, right we people love it and we're looking yeah. already to a possible expansion. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I really I mean, uh, you know, it, when you look at like the the style of cuisine and restaurants in Syracuse, the one that's had the most traction over the past 3 years has been like Mexican restaurants. Like we've had we went from next to nothing to all of a sudden like eight of them and in 3 years, which is no time in the restaurant industry and there are I would say the menus are all relatively similar within reason, but it's amazing how many misses there are in some of the other places. And like I said, I mean, you know, in Guadal, I can't get enough of it. You know, I, I've, I mean, I tell, I joke about this on my Instagram account a lot. <laughs> if you look at just the place that I go the most over the past year, Guadalajara would be my favorite restaurant based on how much money that I've spent there over the past (laughs) year, you know, and how many times, because it's just, it's like you said, it's consistent. And, you know, I think it, it, it's challenging in a restaurant because, you know, I'm sure you can relate. You want to have kind of that business management, you know, mentality of like, like you were saying with the monitors, like this, this, this. And it, it can be challenging because either a, you're too much in the business Right to really be able to like take a step back and look at those things and it be fixed, or the second second challenge is finances. It's like, hey, listen, I've got a you know I'm operating on razor thin margins in food, so especially nowadays, so do I really want to invest in monitors to fix this one yes. little issue? You know, so I mean, where did that mentality come from? Because that's not typical in you know food service. Well, basically, um, like I said, we're we're always trying to Im- improve. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you, you are right. There is margins to it. You know, I, I decided to invest in the restaurant. And we all know, you know, that is the most tricky business out there. Yeah. You know, you don't know. It's a hit and miss. Yeah. You know, I just, I guess we had the confidence. I believed a lot in it and the product that, that we sold. And, uh, you know, when, when, when we started, you know, we were making what? $300 in a day, <laughs> $800 in a day. <laughs> you know, we remember our first big day. Yeah. It was last year, Cinco de Mayo. Huh. Uh, yeah. And uh, I believe we made, what, nine, ten, eleven thousand, something like that. Wow. Yeah, it was That's wow. A big day. It was a big day for someone that, you know, the, a Friday and a Saturday was $1,000, $1,200. Damn. See what I mean? Yeah. Now that Cinco hmm. de Mayo day has become our norm. Wow. See what I mean? That's awesome. You know, so it's usually our norm now. Yeah. And, you know, with, with the seating we have right now, the seating capacity. Yeah. It's a big restaurant. Yeah, it's uh, I, it's relatively big. You yeah. know, it has space. I think the layout needs a little bit of work. Yeah. That, that's the next step, you know, getting different tables and things yeah. like that. But um, to answer your question, uh, thank God uh, we don't owe anything on it. Oh, that's awesome. No, uh, thank God I'm... I'm 
I'm, I'm a, I have a trucking company basically okay. at the point in time. And uh, I was able mm -hmm. to invest. I'm really good with yeah. finances. That's cool. So uh, we, I just had a couple bucks set aside, and mm. I invested into it, and uh, it kicked off. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it kicked off. I do have. I can't say it, it was only me because um, yeah. uh, my my ex wife uh, had a lot to do with it. Mm. You know, uh, she still manages the restaurant. Oh, cool. Also, I have two. I have three amazing children, but two of them are in high school and they're really hardworking kids. Yeah. You don't see that nowadays. <laughs> no, you don't. Sometimes you go in there, I tell people, oh, you're a waiter. That's actually my son. Oh, really? Yeah. And and, and uh, the girl from the two girls and the host, that's that's my daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they're taller than their mother. So, you know. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, Pedro, he's a business partner of mine uh, mine there. Yeah. Uh, he's an, he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I have Oscar, which is my, my business partner's uh, brother. Okay. You know, at first, it was a little bit hard. We clashed a lot because of the my ideas. Mm. You know, they're more laid back, like, oh, what if it not works? I'm like, I will make it work. <laughs> like, even though at first when I bought the restaurant, I invested more of my money mm. instead of, you know, this yeah. is how much I believed in it. I spent huh. probably like another eight grand of my pocket wow. to improve Guadalajara, the interior, and making the, mm. and then when we started making money, I paid myself back that mm. money. Yeah. You know, so that's that's why I had capital to invest in it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, a big thing that I think our margin, you know, because, you know, food margins is not as great. Yeah. But you know what's great? Huh. Alcohol margins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when we got there, the, they, yeah. they had a, a small bar. Yeah. And they had probably like eight drinks and it looked horrible. It wasn't even a bar, hmm. you know. So that's another step. Yeah. I uh, and then you know nobody believes in you until you make it. Right. So <laughs> to get in touch with our uh, suppliers, mm. to get you should you know the feeling, yeah, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> to get in touch with our suppliers, it was like a nightmare. You know, oh, hey, yeah. you know, you know, people kind of blew us off. You know, mm. then I had to show them that I really meant business. You know, and mm. now, and just having eight bottles of just gin, uh, whiskey, yeah. you know, tequila, and all that. We have a selection of over 80 different tequilas right now. Just wow. that's tequila alone. We have 160 different spirits right now wow. in the restaurant. Hmm. You know, let's say you go there and you ask me for, somebody asked me, oh, there's a tequila called Santos, which is endorsed by such and such. <laughs> like, interesting. I wrote it down. I already got the bottle. Oh, wow. See what I mean? Like, right now, this, yeah. I took a picture of it, right, yeah. earlier? I'll probably yeah. get a bottle. I'll try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, the the margins are yeah. are more in the alcohol. So for sure, we, we start we, we tend to sell alcohol. Not with that that we're trying to sell more alcohol now because of the margins. It means that we're gonna, you know, not improve in our in our in our food. Yeah, you know, food. Yeah. I believe not because I'm, I'm not because you said it or, or, or a lot of people say it. I believe we have one of the best food in yeah. town. Uh, Mexican wise, yeah. Um, so now I'll concentrate on the drinks, but Listen, without keeping keeping the yeah. eye out of the food. Yeah. Listen, if you're talking, I mean, you know, when you're talking about food at a restaurant, you have to look at a lot of different things. Obviously, the presentation and the taste and the flavors and all those kind of things. But you also have to look at the execution of you know getting the food, getting the order to the kitchen, the food from the kitchen to the customer, and consistency is a big, big deal. There's restaurants that I go into. I'll go in on a Monday and have the best thing I've ever had in my life. And I'll go back on Thursday and it's, I'll get the exact same thing. And it's one of the worst things I've ever had. So consistency in restaurants is a very, very, very big deal. And for you guys to be able to hit it every single time is, I mean, there's something really special to that. 
And I think that's a, something a lot of restaurants overlook is that consistency in it. You know. Yeah, like like I mentioned, consistency is key. Yeah. You know, to to make this work. You know, um, for I give you another example. Uh, we use on uh, our on our frijoles on mm-hmm. our beans. We use we when we put like a we sprinkle cheese on it. Yeah. Right. And then we put it in the oven. And the plate is hot. You know, yeah. and everything. You know. Yeah. Just the cheese melts on it. We use yellow and white cheese. Mm. Let's say we order. Our order comes in, and uh, our, our supplier doesn't have that yellow cheese. He'll just bring another mm. white one. No, mm. that doesn't fly with me. <laughs> no, you come here. Last time you came here, your beans had yellow coloring in it Yeah, because of that cheese. Yeah. I go to the store, and I buy a bags of that yellow. Mm. And no matter what, you can't serve a plate. My kitchen can't serve a plate mm. until that blend is correct like we always have it. Huh. Yeah. You know, so, so you could get that experience the same way. Yeah. That's know, wild. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I can, I mean, I could sit here for an hour and just keep telling you how great the <laughs> restaurant is, but I won't. Um, all right. So, how did you how did you come from you know Puerto Rico to Syracuse, New York, of all places? Oh, um, like I mentioned, I'm uh, my I was uh, a tractor trailer driver. Okay. Um, I, I came uh, the American dream, basically. Yeah. You know, even though Puerto Rico is part of the United States, yeah, it's easier for us. We just with our ID, we don't even need passports or papers or anything. We just come to the states. Yeah. Um, I landed in Atlanta, okay. and from there, uh, I decided, you know, I came with a plan of getting my CDLA. Okay. So they transferred me over from Atlanta to Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm. I want to say in a week and a half, I already had my CDL. Oh, wow. Well, it takes people usually three to six months to have it. Wow. I was on a mission yeah. to get that done. Hmm. So I got my CDL, became a hell of a driver so far because safe driver, never had an accident. <laughs> <laughs> from there, my I brought my... my my now ex-wife and my children, and uh, to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. From there, we we came to to Syracuse because I saw. If you notice, Syracuse is right in the middle of New York State. Yeah, you have ninety, you have eighty-one, you have forty-one, you have six ninety. Yeah, you're in the middle. So no matter where you go, mm-hmm. you're like four hours away. Yeah, for, what six hours away from Boston? I would think it is. Yeah, right. Uh, four hours from Philly. Four yeah. hours from Atlanta City. New York City, yeah, everywhere is four <laughs> hours away. Niagara Falls is what two two and a half hours. Yeah, right. So I saw, even though I don't, I didn't have family here at the time. I had a cousin that she was just about to leave mm-hmm. from the state. Mm. Um, but it it wasn't uh, it it wasn't it wasn't easy times. Yeah, it was not. It was not. Mm. Uh, it, it it was uh, we didn't came here and we just made it you know I, yeah. I had no idea how the system worked <laughs> i had no idea how car insurance worked <laughs> i had no idea about anything i didn't know a little bit the language yeah but um i was just clueless you mm. know so we went through some dark times yeah you know and after that um we just picked ourselves up you know we went from i don't know should say that we, we went from living in a parking lot for two months me wow. and my family mm. you know to now owning more than one house and and Damn. restaurants and things like that yeah. You know, and this is why I, I'm not oh, wow. scared. I'm not scared to lose. Yeah. You know, I've hit rock bottom. Hmm. So now for me, it's like, all I could go is up. Yeah. You know, and just keep humble, keep doing whatever I got to do. Never huh. forget where we came from. Yeah. You know, and now this is why for me, it's really important to my employees. Uh, they come here from another state, another country. Yeah. And for me, it's really important to make them feel at home, hmm. to, uh, to make them feel like they belong where they at in my restaurant. Yeah, you know, so Guadalajara has given me that opportunity to bring people together and and make everything, mm. you know, give back. Yeah, to what I know the feeling of not having anything. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I've lost some of that myself because, like, when I lived in, 
I mean, when I lived in Texas, I was broke as shit. And I, <laughs> I was like, I worked part-time for a mega church out there. And then I worked part-time as a manny. So a nanny for a family. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, I was broke. My, my food budget was, you know, it wasn't that bad, but I was, my food budget was like $25 a week. And so oh my God. if there was a week that I could buy a box of microwave popcorn, it was a big deal. And, um, you know, and so I learned how to live off of like rice and beans and chicken legs, you know, basically. And I remember just like having that determination of I never wanted to get back to that point. Exactly. You know? no, I, and I think I've lost that a little bit. I've gotten really soft over the past like year or two. I mean, I've got this business, but it, you know, I've gotten soft with like having that tenacity to go out there and really try and you know get something going. It's it's tough, man. It's it's uh, it's uh, it's it's tough to be a business owner, as you know, yeah. you know, and um, you're trying to get out of different ruts to really try and make something, you know. It is, it is, it is very tough. <clears throat> you know, especially uh, you got to have the drive, your determination. Yeah. You know, you have to have this thing, and it's, that's why it's really important, Anthony, to to, to watch who you surround yourself with. Mm. Not because you're looking, because I, I don't need anything from anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it, like right now, I'm having this conversation with you, and it, see how it's clicking, how, yeah. how we're going back, and just remembering. Where, where we all came from, yeah. you know, and where we want to go. There's a lot of people that, yeah, they, they, they hold you back, but not because they intend to. Because mm-hmm. I believe in positive energy. I believe, you know, in just keeping it real, yeah. you know, and no matter what, don't lose that focus. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that their, their, their life is, you know, you're sometimes you're bad in life, mm-hmm. but it's because of decisions you've made yourself. Right. You know, we can't go around blaming people. Yeah. I can't go around blaming people because I lived in a parking lot. Yeah. You know? That was my own doing. I right. decided to come here. Hmm. You know, I decided to give it a shot. It did not work. So, you know, that's on me. Yeah. I can't blame the government. I can't blame anybody. This is my doing. Right. See? So now I don't I don't I take hmm. the blame when I messed up. Yeah. But I also take the blame right now when I have success. Right. You know, nobody <laughs> can take that away from me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, it even right now, yeah, we we it looks like like we're doing well. It looks like it's gonna be well. But that doesn't change me. That yeah. you know, my attitude doesn't depend on, on on how much is in my bank account. Yeah, right. And there's days where I could be flat broke. I'll still smile at you, like, "Hey, cheers!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> or 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 the investment. You yeah. know, for example, uh, the Guadalajara investment. Like, oh damn, yeah, you got a restaurant. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I hope this works. Yeah. You know, so things like that. You know, yeah, you, you got to keep it real. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Um, what happens when keeping it real goes wrong? I was the Chappelle show sketch from back in the day. Um, so I mean, what's your, what's ultimate, like what's your goals for, you know, being a business owner and you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, what do you hope one day to happen? Do you want to have 10 restaurants? Do you want to have, you know, 10 different styles of a company? Like, you know, what, what's your goals for that? Well, the people that know me, uh, since I was a kid, I was always a strange kid. That was always, you know, to you, you, you talk about plans and mm-hmm. goals to the wrong people, they'll think you're bragging. <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? So, you know, that's why I just mentioned about keeping it real with certain people. I could talk, tell you about this and you take it a, an inspirational way. Yeah, right. See? And other people will take it as you are. Oh, he's just bragging. Just your mentality. You can't tell, you know, big plans, big things to small minds. Yeah. See what I mean? So keep it that way. But 
Hmm. Since you asked, I mean, my goal right now, we are looking to expand Guadalajara. Okay. I can't mention where and yeah. or what space or anything. <laughs> right, yeah. But we're we we are expanding it. That's you know, awesome. and my goal is um like I mentioned before, you know, my 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 next business partners mm-hmm. because I prefer having business partners. Not because of the investment, yeah. but it's because of the headache and yeah. the stress <laughs> you get off, you know, and just put it on them yeah. so they can learn. Yeah. And this is why I, I have a good relationship uh, w- with my employees because I don't see them only as my employees. I see them as my potential business partners. Mm-hmm. As potential business partners, I know that they could open something with me. So, yes, I do want to have 10, 20, 30, 200 restaurants, hmm. you know, just with the same line. Yeah, but I do it little by little because Guadalajara is my first Mexican restaurant. Right now, what I'm doing, I dedicate time to it. Mm. Excuse me, um, but I dedicate time to it because right now, what, what I'm doing is taking the bugs out. Yeah, see what I mean? Mm. Oh, this works. This doesn't work. This is the you know, I'm creating a book mm. of mm. how we manage the restaurant. You know, mm. now instead of just oh yeah no now everything like for example this radio, yeah. this radio says C12 on the back. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a board down there that knows that every radio C12, Luis Colon Torres has it, which um, is me, <laughs> you know, with a thing there. Now, we hold everybody responsible for if the, the radio is lost. Huh. You see that? Yeah. Simple things like that make a big change, yeah. you know, because you're just losing out. This is what, a $35 radio? Yeah. You know, but yeah, but try buying, we buy what, 30? Right, yeah. It adds up, you see. So things like that, just organization, we're mm-hmm. creating books. Why? Because I want to be able to franchise it out. But mm-hmm. with the same codes and the same everything I did. Yeah. Like I said, I, I come from Burger King as a fast food. Right. So I saw how they, they work. So my plan is right now dedicate this another year intensely to Guadalajara to make your brand out. Mm. Notice how a child doesn't know how to read. Go buy a McDonald's to see if he knows that's a McDonald's. <laughs> oh, he will say, McDonald's, McDonald's. Why is that? There's a logo. Yeah. See what I mean? So right. I... I dreamt this logo, and in the middle yeah. of the night, I got up and drew it. Hmm. And then I, I, I had the idea, and I contacted a friend. A friend contacted me, a, a guy um, in Peru, hmm. Eddie. Eddie is amazing. He, he, everything I have in my head, he creates it huh. in, in digital format. That's cool. So um, he created this, and I'm like, no, I need that jalapeno. Let me see it here. Yeah. I need that jalapeno to look that way, to hmm. complete the J. You know, so now... You go to the building where my restaurant is, you see that, and it's catchy. You see it all over the windows. Hmm. No matter what kind of picture you're going to take on the food, you're going to see somewhere in the background that there's a Guadalajara logo. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and now the the our chips, the wax paper, yeah. will say Guadalajara too. Oh, nice. You know, so things like that. <laughs> there's no missing it. There's no missing it. So, yeah, that's I want to, in the future, I do want to have more restaurants. I want to train the correct yeah. staff to run these restaurants. So hmm. I'm not going to say I'm going to be back, like lay back, because I do take plenty of vacations. <laughs> you got to recharge. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I always want to be there, but I want to be traveling the world, United States, whatever, Yeah. checking my brand out, making sure they're, they're up to point, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a plan. I'm 35 now. Let's see when I can okay. pull it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you know, the restaurant industry, it's, it's, it's really an interesting space, you know, it's, um, and especially here in Syracuse, it's, 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 there's a lot of, uh, I'm trying to think how I can say this nicely because a lot of restaurant owners listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> we've got a lot of great restaurants. Uh, there's not many of them that think of it like that though. There's not many owners that I know who 
think about putting, you know, operations in place and, and having things like kind of set and having yes. that book. It reminds me of um, Pete Carroll, who's the coach for the Seattle Seahawks. Way back in the day, he was the coach for like the New England Patriots. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Um, and he had some really, really terrible seasons. And so he wound up getting fired and he spent, he took a year off of coaching football. And in that time, he studied the game. But more importantly, he created this binder. It was like 500 pages thick of how to run a successful football program. And he had everything in this binder from, you know, offensive and defensive plays to scout, you know, how to, how to properly scout for new players, all the way down to how the, you know, janitor should take care of, you know, the sweeping up after games and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he had everything in this binder on how to run a successful football organization. So he's got his year off. One day, USC calls him up and they say, Pete, and he lived in California, they say, Pete, we're hiring a new football coach for the program. We already know who we're going to hire, and it's not you. That was pretty (laughs) (laughs) But our board, our our program says that we have to interview three candidates. Uh, You live around the corner, so we're going to bring you in to interview. You're not getting the job but we're bringing you in because we won't have to pay for a plane ticket for you to fly out and all that kind of stuff. Wow. And so he says, okay, fine. So he he goes, he He goes in for the meeting, but he brings this binder with him and you know, he goes in and sits down and what should have been like a short, you know, 30 minute interview. Hey, thanks for coming in. You don't have the job turns into this six hour long interview and they're, they're fascinated by this binder that he has with them and what he's created. And so at the end of the six hour interview meeting, they say, well, what would you do if we offered you the head coaching position right now at USC? And he like flipped to like the section in the binder, what he would say at a press conference. And they gave him the job right there. (laughs) Um, And then he went on to have like, he went on to have like one of the, you know, led USC to some of their winning, you know, most winning seasons at USC for their football program and then went on to head coach of the Seattle Seahawks and the Super Bowl and you know and it was just it was having that preparation in place and having that binder of yeah yellow cheese if this happens you know if the order doesn't come in this is what we do this we is what we're gonna it. do yeah something yeah. in place there's a there's always gonna have something in place you know yeah and it's funny you mentioned about um uh restaurant owners not thinking this way um some of them, like I said, everything is trial and error. Yeah, you know, sometimes if 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 this were to fail, uh, I don't see it as failing. I see it as a way of learning not to do it. Yeah, how not to do it. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this is my second attempt to a restaurant, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, even in my trucking business was my second attempt too. Huh. You know, the first times I didn't fail. I learned what not to do for the next time. Yeah, you know, and so far, so good. But yeah. I can't claim victory because when we get cocky, sometimes. I think that's when we fail. Yeah. When we think that we know it all and we don't need publicity or we don't need uh, uh, somebody talking good. We don't need a podcast. Yeah. You know, when we think that we're high and mighty, that we don't need anybody else, this is when people mm. fail. Um, you know, we went through the Winterfest not too long ago. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I did it as, you know, publicity. You get people in the restaurant to know. You know, I'm just gifting them a... Uh, you know, a, a little piece of fajita, a little piece of quesadilla, yeah. and a little piece of uh, 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 
half an ounce of, of queso or house made queso. Yeah. Like everything we do it in house. Guess what happened? Hmm. We were competing against what? Thirty other paid places? Wow. Uh it was Saturday. It got swarmed. We're mm. usually always busy. We usually have an hour, two hour weigh in a Saturday and a Friday. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, the bill from uh, the, the organizer comes in with two envelopes mm. at the 8 p.m. I'm like, what's this? I'm like, oh, congratulations. You guys won first place. Oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> we didn't even know we were competing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so new funny. to the area. So we won first place fajita and third place on our entree. Oh, nice. You know, third place on our entree. Because, again, I didn't know it was competing. So yeah. I wanted to give, you know, the, the vegetarians that don't eat meat, I wanted to give them an option. So I gave them a little piece of mini veggie quesadilla yeah. and queso. Huh. And then I just give fajita to whoever... Yeah. You know, wanted to eat fajita, <laughs> uh, chicken. Excuse me. So yeah, that happened. Then last week, uh, I'm like, oh, there's a competition. Yeah. So I'm mm. really good friends with Matia. I don't know if you know Matia from Orbis. Oh yeah, yeah. So he owns Orbis. So uh, Matia and I, we we've we've grown to be fond of each other. And uh, he said, oh, I'm competing for margarita for the best <laughs> margarita in town next week. And there were probably like I don't know 20 locations. I want to say competing. Huh. Not sure. And I'm like, oh, yeah, is that right? So we betted whoever was going to win, you know, not the first place, so to each other. Yeah. Friendly, you know, a friendly competition. Hmm. So he did a setup. He got his margarita going. We got our margarita going. You hmm. know, we put, like, we had margarita towers. We put that in our small bar area. People came in. They loved it. Hmm. Uh, same story. You know, in the middle of the night, hmm. uh, Bill comes in, first place, you know. <laughs> we won first place, and we were so happy about it, yeah. you know. And uh hmm. When we won that, it was amazing. You know, it, it feels good, even though because even though we're not this booming, you know, multi-million dollar restaurant yet. You know, yeah, we, you know, people got to know us. People, you know, it's publicity, and I, you're always gonna need that. Yeah, you know, I think you mentioned you do uh, Facebook pages. You run Facebook for oh, people yeah. and things like that. Yeah. You know how important that is nowadays. Oh, yeah. You know, right now we're all competing for the attention span of people. So we can't do a minute commercial. Right. You can do 30 seconds, 15 seconds, even better. Yeah. All the information you can in 15 seconds. Yeah. You know, and that's where you come in, you know, right. in what you do, which is amazing. I, I take my hat off for that. You know, yeah. that's amazing. Um, but we were, I was in Green Beer Sunday mm. and this situation happened. I'm not going to mention. Uh, somebody mentioned, uh, uh, Hey, you know, they won Best Margarita. And, and the owner of a, another location, another place that sells food, and I'm like, oh, we're too big for that. We don't really care. <laughs> you know, uh, Syracuse is small. You know, we, we don't, it's not, not what we can be on. Yeah, Syracuse is small, but still, this is what people are asking. Yeah. You know, it's a friendly competition between that. You know, right. it's okay you didn't compete, but, you know, yeah. I felt like you shouldn't undermine the Syracuse people. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I think our census here is a couple. Yeah, it's like 400,000. 400,000 people. But, you know, that's yeah. 400,000 people that are repeat customers. Oh, hell yeah. That's 400 people, 400,000 people. I take my time to answer everybody's review. Yeah. You know, and Google, I can't because something's going on with, with the login that mm. with the previous administration about the restaurant. Yeah. We kind of lost that. But when you go to Syracuse Eats, and, and, you know, and, and all these all these places, uh, I take the time to thank people, and, and and when people say something negative, which is, and I could count it with one hand. Yeah. Um, 
I, I invite them back. I invite them to talk to me. I invite them for a drink with me. Yeah. And tell me what can I do to do it better? Hmm. Because at the end of the day, I learn from them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're my customers, but I learn from them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, but you can't under, um, undermine the Syracuse people. When they talk, they talk. They say, well, we got the best margaritas. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I've never been in food service operations outside of Syracuse, but it's, it, it, it is a different sort of community in terms of like what people get into, you know, and, and um, there's a lot of places that I think suck. Restaurants like don't have good food, but they're busy. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, there is something to be said for, am I creating a concept that uh, I think is like the best that it is? If I'm going to create a taco shop, am I going to have the best tacos that ever existed in the world? Well, who cares if no one shows up? That's true. You know, so uh, there is something to be said for creating a restaurant, a bit, really any business, doesn't matter what it is. If you're busy, if you serve customers, if you and if you're successful from it, uh, whether it's the best or it's not the best, it really doesn't matter as long as you're successful to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of ideas in terms of food, you know, and like, hey, this like food should be done like this. It should be done like this. But at the end of the day, if if you're not making money from it you're right yes you know you so you have to kind of i guess my point is you have to kind of play to your market a little bit you do you um do. you know so that's why it's important like i mentioned that's why it's important to to hear what syracuse says yeah you know what they want right you know i got people coming in from canada people coming in from out of town yeah you know and, and they come back and they keep coming back yeah you know but you sometimes you can't cater to everybody you try yeah you know it's like uh, like you mentioned earlier uh mexico it's huge. Right. They have a lot of provinces, a lot of states, a lot of, you know, cities. Yeah. With that said, you know, Puerto Rico is 100 miles across <laughs> and 35 miles wow. north to south. Yeah. You know how many in that area? I think Puerto Rico could fit here, what, 25 times in New York State? Oh, wow. Long Island is bigger than Puerto Rico. <laughs> how's that for perspective? <laughs> See? Yeah. So and in that small area, you have so much different taste in food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have the north competing with the south, then you have the mm. middle of the island that says a mountain area that says their food is better, mm. and everybody's food is better. Yeah. But at the end, I think it's more of how your mother cooked it. Yeah. See, so if I like rice and beans a certain way, what do you think is that? My right. mother cooked it that way. Yeah, that's true. You know, your mother cooked it a different way. So at the mm. end, this is why I don't venture right now in the Puerto Rican yeah, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans here. They, they like to be critics <laughs> and judge. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking with somebody today about that with Korean food. Um, like they were saying, because we went to this really authentic Chinese restaurant in Syracuse. I, I say it's authentic. I don't know if it's authentic. Can you name it? Uh, I can't pronounce it. Um, it's over and it's over on uh, West Fayette Street. West Fayette or East Fayette Street. Sorry. And um, the, I, today I had the pork intestine. It's fried pork. It's delicious. Um, but we were the only white people in there. It's just, you know, it's nothing but Chinese people and students that are going there. So you know and, it's the right one then. It's yeah, authentic, yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we were talking, then right next to it is this Korean restaurant. And we were talking about friends of mine, Tim and Crystal, who own Buried Acorn Brewing. And um, I said, and they had mentioned, they had suggested that Korean restaurant to me. And they said, Wait, do do they like it as really good Korean? Like, what what do they think is their fa is the best Korean restaurant in Syracuse? And to the and 
I was like, I think Korean food, it's like you always love what your family cooks. Yeah. Like however your mom cooks it or grandma exactly. or whoever, like that's what you love. So funny, I just mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I want, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the same thing with Puerto Rican food. <laughs> I loved when we when we were in Texas. My uh, we had we had a massive because in, I lived in Colleen, Texas, which was Fort Hood Army. Yep, base. I know where it is. I have a cousin there. Yes. Okay. Yes. And tons of Puerto Rican soldiers, like you know, people who, who joined the army and then got stationed in Fort Hood. Yep. I mean, tons of them. And Puerto Rican cousin. He's in the military there too. You're right. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, I used to try always hang out with the Puerto Ricans at church because there was two things. There, there actually, there were three things. The women were beautiful. <laughs> the barbers were the most talented in the area. And they always did pig roasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean, the, the one, the whole pig and yes. just roasted it. <laughs> I mean, Super Bowl Sunday, forget about it. Like, we'd be inside. At, I worked at that mega church. We'd be in there for church. There'd be a group of these guys. They're out in the parking lot of the church with two pigs going for the Super Bowl party that was happening after church. Was <laughs> the over. parking lot is right there. <laughs> Just sitting there watching the pig the whole time. I mean, you know, so it was I would love to see we've got some we've got some different Latin American restaurants in the area. Um uh you know, Mi Casita's amazing. Yeah. Um it is Victoria restaurant. Yes. One of my favorites. I think Mi Casita also has Mi Casa Mi Casa yeah. Grande. Yeah. Mi casa yeah. grande also, yeah. yeah. Props to Julia. She's made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, that's some of the most underrated food in Syracuse right there. Yeah. Mi casita. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I love it. Um, But I don't know. And Mamacitas, I don't know if you've been there. Oh, yeah. With Sarah, Sarita. She's doing a great yeah, job. Yeah, she is. Yes, she is. I did, actually, I did a post on, on my Facebook about her. It was just amazing. I mean, we I ate a mofongo from okay, there. Yeah. And, and again, it's funny because she's not even Puerto Rican. She's not? No. That's, I mean, that's what she told me. I think she, uh, that's funny. She's not Puerto Rican. That's hilarious. Yeah. And she has a Puerto Rican restaurant. I'm sorry, Sarita, if you are. I mean, I yeah, think we yeah. had a conversation that you weren't, but because I said the same joke. I have a Mexican restaurant. I'm not even Mexican. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, but she could cook. And I love it. And it looks amazing. The atmosphere there is amazing. Food's phenomenal. She's amazing. Her dad works there with her. Yeah. You know, it's just a great, great family, you yeah. know, oriented thing you know i love it i love it yeah food is great yeah it's really really good um the one thing i, I wish we had which i don't know if it exists i don't think it does is like a legit cuban restaurant um i would love to see a legit cuban restaurant the best cubano that i've had so far in town is um oddly enough is pork and knife which is uh just up the street here um john who owns three lives in downtown yeah um, i know three lives yeah he opened up pork and knife which is they're just how long ago was this couple months ago really i never yeah. heard of it it's it's in it's in the lobby of an office building it's only open for breakfast and lunch um but they're doing a pretty good cuban you know um which it's you know it's it's hard to mess up a cuban sandwich right yeah but you'd be surprised how many people mess up a cuban sandwich um there was a cuban spot when i lived in texas it was like a little grocery store um it wasn't just cuban but they did they had all like it reminded me of Victoria Restaurant a little bit. Okay. You go, you went in, they had like the two buffets set up that they yeah. would serve you from. Yes. But they did a Cubano in there that was just, I Amazing. mean, I mean, this thing rocked your world. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I've missed that ever since I lived there. But John's doing a pretty good job with it and his team there. Um, but there aren't really any Cuban restaurants in town. You know, um, I do, I, I mean, I think uh, Mi Casita has a lot of Cuban cuisine in there. Yes. Believe yeah. it or not. I mean, she. I believe she's Mexican. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember where she's from. Yeah. 
Um, but Julia is Mexican, I think. And, but the the majority of her employees, are, I believe, are Cuban. Okay. And, uh, mm. the, I mean, I'm sorry, my Puerto Rican people, but, <laughs> you know, the black Cuban rice, arroz congri. Yeah. I think that's the best rice out there. <laughs> Those are fighting words right there, man. Those are fighting words, but it comes from a Puerto Rican, you know. I'm legit. So. <laughs> but that uh, that black Cuban rice is amazing. Yeah. I think it's, it's great. I hate to say it, the only thing when I go to Mi Casita, the one thing I go for there is is uh, go there for is the barbacoa tacos. Really? Yeah. Okay. I just love them. You know, they're legit. Um, and it's hard to find legit barbacoa. Most people, you know, it's like beef. It's not tongue. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so they're yeah they're really good there. That triangle because you've got I say this a lot. You've got Mikasita, you've got pyramids, which is halal food, and you got Doloros across the street, which is Italian. And you go into Doloros, you get a calzone for like four bucks. Okay. At lunch, and um, that's a great little area of food right there. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> that's on Lodi, right? Yeah, Lodi Street. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be more more diversity of food in this city. There really does. I mean. We've got enough Italian restaurants, you know, to you know last a lifetime, um, and most of them aren't very good uh, in terms of like authentic Italian cuisine. It's all Italian American stuff, yeah, and with the exception of Amano. Um, but you know, we really need to get more diversity of food here. I'm working on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you were saying you've got an empanada place. Yeah. So what we started, I started venturing here was with empanadas, and it's funny uh, how I got with that. Uh, so I, I worked in, in, in this place as a truck driver, and uh, we went every morning to eat, you know, empanadas in this uh, church stand Okay. And uh, in the summer. Mm. So I'm like, wow, empanadas are great today. Then we went there again looking for that flavor, and boom, it mm. was not as great. Huh. Next day, same thing, same thing, same thing. And I just heard people just complaining in the job, like, oh, my God, they're so inconsistent. Mm. I'm going to fix that problem for them because I remember having a business in Puerto Rico that sold empanadas. Mm. So I, I – you know, since this was church, I, I just donated, hmm. you know, a first yeah. batch of just the meat. Yeah. Not the empanada, just okay. the meat of the mix. Like, use this. People will love it. Here's chicken and cheese. Here's beef and cheese. Hmm. People will love it. It was a donation for me. People loved it. Yeah. From there, I'm like, I'm going to solve people's problems with the empanadas. <laughs> then consistency <laughs> in the empanadas. Yeah. And because people say they're going to do a lot, and they never pull through. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of that. Yeah. And this is why <laughs> my word is my bond. You know, that's the way I see it. So I ended up, you know, venturing in my house doing little empanadas. Huh. And I found out it was illegal. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found out it was illegal. So, you know, I had to get a spot. I had to get a kitchen, a commercial kitchen. This was in Puerto Rico? No, this is here. here. This okay. was here. Yeah, this was here two, two and a half years ago. Okay. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Matthew from Hope Cafe. Hope Cafe in Liverpool. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope Cafe. Yeah. got Peruvian and Italian yeah. fusion. So... Matthew, he's one of my mentors. Okay. You know, and he said, oh, man, I got to help you with this. So, you know, he lended us his kitchen over there at, uh, at Hope Cafe 57. Okay. And so we, we made it legal. Mm. You know, we, we yeah. used the kitchen to, to make our empanadas and so on and so forth. It was a point in time we had 46 locations selling our empanadas. Damn. Yeah. You That's know. awesome. It was amazing. It's, it's amazing. You still have people doing that? Yeah, we, we still we still yeah we still have a couple locations. I'm I'm craving an empanada yeah, right now. Thinking about yeah, I'll this, let so. you know. Let <laughs> you know where you can find one. Yeah. So because uh, yeah, a lot of people take claim that they make them. Yeah. And they buy them from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, but even though I mean they're they're, they're my empanadas. Yeah. I, uh, whatever as right, long as yeah. long as the money's right it doesn't yeah, matter you know sure. put your brand in it you know that's mine you know? <laughs> yeah right recreate it you know yeah 
So yeah, so that we we started with that. <laughs> it is funny because I have that, and you know, and like you said, uh, a lot of people like to give opinions and, yeah. and business. You know, a lot of people tell you, "Oh, do your podcast this way, do this that way." I'm sorry, where is your podcast exactly? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can listen, you can listen, but at the end of the day, you right. don't take construction criticism of somebody that's never constructed anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, uh, this side of the business is so is different because Syracuse doesn't really have, um, I don't say this to sound conceited, you know, but Syracuse doesn't have anything like Eat Local New York. Like, you know, there's... No, it's not conceited. Own it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But the thing is, we're not very successful. So that's that's the thing with the food service industry in Syracuse is it's um, the restaurant industry. It's still a small, in our in our in our business, it's, it's a really small mindset. You know, like, um, if I go to New, like, for example, back in January, we were down in New York city for a day, flew in in the morning, flew out at night, ran around to 10 different restaurants and just created content, took pictures and made videos and whatever. And, and just to post, just to have like a different, you know, stream of content from everything being Syracuse based. And when I got back to, when I got back home, and I was posting for like a week about New York City, I started to get DMs from restaurants and food businesses in New York City that were saying, hey, how much is it for a post? Yeah. Like, we're, we have a big enough following that we should get 200 bucks to make an Instagram post. Yes. All right. If I said that to a restaurant around here and went to them and said, hey, for 200 bucks, listen, if I went to a restaurant here and said for 50 bucks, We'll make a post about you. I would get laughed out of the room. Are you serious? Without question. People around in Syracuse just don't get, don't they don't have that mentality of like, you know, having to pay for stuff when it comes to marketing or influencer marketing. Or marketing any of that. is everything. Right. Mar- marketing, honestly, Anthony, marketing is everything. I think I mentioned that before. Yeah. Uh, that, that bourbon is kicking in. And the bourbon's good, isn't <laughs> it's it? It's really good. I know. I'm feeling it, too. Uh, <laughs> I did a heavy pour for both of us on this one. Saw that. <laughs> right. So um, marketing is key. I remember when, um, you know, you come, I was excited, like I said, about my, my, my new logo. Yeah. And I had a friend, uh, 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 Cassis sign. I know you know who they are. Mm. They, they actually they made the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Met Stadium. Yeah, all that signs. That, that they oh, they nice. made my sign. Oh, that's cool. I had somebody quote me uh, forty two thousand dollars. for shit. my yeah. uh, signs. Yeah, you know, I'm like wow, I can't do this. So, Cassie signs mm. uh, came in, and uh, she's she's Puerto Rican. The wife oh, was nice. Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe, I, I forgot where he's from. I'm sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> but she's Puerto Rican, and. Uh, you know, she saw our talent and she believed in us. And she said, you know, Luis, uh, Joe's going to give you a discount. Nice. But we want you to make the sign with us. And we want you to, if you don't have all the money, we'll make payments with us. Huh. Nobody gives you that opportunity, Anthony. Nobody yeah. believes in you that much. Yeah. So long story short, I said, I pulled the trigger. Yeah, it took like 10 weeks to get that sign up. Yeah. And I was in there while the 10 weeks uh, took place. You know, I already paid more than half of it. Yeah. Already. Huh. Uh after they put the sign up, uh, I, I paid the last three grand, two grand that I owned, mm-hmm. you know, and they gave me like a year, I think, to, to pay it off. And, oh, nice. And in four months, actually three months, I already had the whole thing paid off. Wow. You know, but with that said, I remember saying to the previous owner of, of Guadalajara, I'm like, oh, guess what? We're doing the sign. Like, and they were like, what? How? Why? <laughs> I'm like, 
because people, I want people to know this is a legit business. Yeah. This is not mm-hmm. shady. You know, our logo is all over the place and I want them to see in the building. Like we, mm. it's a compliment for me when people come in and we're like, is this a franchise? <laughs> for me, that's a compliment. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, wow, they see us that big, like we're a franchise. You yeah. know, no, this is just a sole proprietor, you know, basically. Yeah. And uh, so when I told them that, mm. you know, they just turn it down. Like, nah, whoever's going to go for you, they're going to go for you. Yeah. That's the mentality they have right now when you offer your services. For sure. Because, oh, no, whoever's going to know you, they're going to know you. No, it's the 21st century. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. we're in different times now. Everything is social media, social everything. Right. I didn't know you do the social media thing. I got to talk to you about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, so I hired this. Um, she's another fellow Instagrammer, Coast to Coast is uh, is their handle. It's uh, Nicole and Ashley. And um, uh, they're just really talented. They've got a good following. Uh, but I hired Nicole in the beginning of of this year to come in and help me because she is she's like one of the most talented in our in Syracuse for making like TikTok and Instagram real videos. She's wow. phenomenal. And um and she does it all from her phone and she's still way better than I am with a, this $7,000 camera. And gotcha. uh and so I hired her. She's working part-time for us, but we're putting out a different show on our social channels every single day. And so one day it's Nicole's on camera eating a different dessert from a different restaurant. The next day it's me on camera eating something from a restaurant, you know, outside talking about it. It's the podcast. It's, you know, it's uh, cocktail videos. It's all this different stuff. And so I'm trying to... creativity is amazing. Yeah. I mean, we're just trying to, you know, you know, there's, there's a, there's two levels. There's like one level of, I feel a sense of responsibility because... We've been doing it for eight years, and I kind of feel like we're the we are the voice for like restaurant promotion in, yeah. in Central New York. And another part of it is, I still have a dream that I'm going to be a millionaire one day from this. I don't know oh. if that's going to. The the older I'm, you know, you're 35, I'm 36. You're you. I we just had our first, my wife and I. We have a, our first son. He's four months old. Amazing. Named him after me. You know, and uh, that's amazing, man. You know, I love being a father. Yeah, it's it really is. It's amazing. It's a wild experience. I mean, your kids are older. You've yeah. you have three. Yeah, I have three. I have a okay. 19 year old son. Wow. I 19. I, I was really young. Yeah. By the time I was 19, I already had my three children. Wow. But I raised them. Yeah. I still, you know. Uh, mm. I still have good contact. Uh, like I said, I separated. I want to say like ten months ago. Okay. So till ten months ago, you know, and like I said, I still work with her mother. Yeah. And you know, we have a great relationship. But being a father for me, it's it's the best experience out there. Yeah. I cut their umbilical cords. You know. Wow. Till this day, you know, I yeah I Facetime them. I, I see them almost. I want to say seven days a week. I see them five days a week. Yeah. yeah That's so. wild. Yeah. It's um. You know, for me, I'm thinking of like, I've kind of. I'm one of four, uh, so I've got three siblings, uh, two other brothers. Do you mind if I vape in here? No, go for it. Uh, I've got two older brothers. I'm the youngest of four. And, you know, it's funny. Growing up, I always said, I don't want to, my dad is in food service as well. I was like, okay. I don't want to follow in those footsteps. And here I am pretty much doing the exact same thing. <laughs> And remember my story. I never <laughs> want to be a truck driver. My whole family is. Oh, really? There I was. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, at four months, I'm thinking to myself, like, I, I got to make sure my kid's not in the restaurant industry. I got to make sure he's got a better thing to do. You know, he's got more opportunity and uh, better fi- off financially than you know I ever was. And it's 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 it really is a wild 
train of thought to go from being really selfish, you know, kind of thinking like you're, you know, you're doing things for yourself. It's yeah. like, you know, Friday night, I'm going to do this, yeah. you know, sort of a thing to now all of a sudden. Friday night, I'm sticking in with my baby. Right. You know, yeah. you just give him a bottle and king of yeah. burp sour and just, what is it? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so to go from that to, you know, being able to go out and, you know, hang out with friends at Kitty Hoynes and drink until one in the morning <laughs> to all of a sudden, now I'm thinking like, well, shit, in 15 years, you know, in 18 years, this kid's going to be going off to college. I got to make sure, yep. you know, they're set, they're prepared. It's, it's, Really, it's a it's a wild mind shift that happens. It is, it is. Yes, you know, um, is that kind of like, like how did being a dad, especially at a young age, kind of change your mindset and trying to like make it or be a business owner? Well, basically, like I said, I was a dad by the time I was nineteen. I already had my three children. Yeah. Um, I got emancipated. Okay. So I could become an adult before time. Mm. At 18, I already had a vehicle under my name and I had credit. Oh, wow. Yeah, I started really young. Yeah. So I did not, like you say, you could say, oh, you didn't enjoy your youth. I, I, I'm not going to say my children are a mistake because they're not. Yeah. You know, they're, for me, they're my blessings. They're my everything. But, you know, I was young mm-hmm. and, you know, I messed up. Yeah. You know, uh, I messed up for them, not for me. Right. Because mm. I was struggling a lot and I couldn't offer them what I would love to offer, like what I could offer now. Yeah. You see? Hmm. So even though with three children, uh, I still went to culinary school. Hmm. I still made business happen. You know, I failed thousands of times. <laughs> and uh, uh, my ex-wife, she also, uh, she she went to college, huh. you know, with no family. Wow. No, no family. I didn't have a grandma, grandpa, hmm. mom, dad. No. Well. Uh, you said that you're, you said you come from a whole family of, like other like CDL truck drivers, yeah, were they like entrepreneurial like you are and like trying to be a, you know business owner? So yeah, I mean my father, my father his name is Francisco, <laughs> great guy. <laughs> He's uh love that guy to death. He actually I, I feel like I'm I'm a little bit actually I want to say like I'm sixty five percent him. Okay. Uh, the difference is I don't I don't do deals with handshakes. Yeah. You know, for me, yeah, my word is my bond, but yeah, give me this contract, <laughs> sign here. You know, Smart. you know, my father was more of a trusting mm-hmm. guy. So my father had heavy equipment. He had excavators, backhoes, mm-hmm. and all that. And thanks to my father, I could operate any equipment out there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I always got a plan B, plan C, plan D, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always got something. Yeah. But my father is like that. My father is very charismatic. He's very, okay. um, he talks, he, he talks well. Mm. Uh you know, people love him. Yeah. And, uh, and not that we're looking for approval of people. We, we're not. Right. Just be yourself. Some people will love you because of the way you are. Yeah. Some people will hate you for the same reason. Yeah. So there's no winning, you know. So, oh, yeah. For sure. I come from, from my father's background. Also, on my mother's side, I have an uncle who he is an entrepreneur, too. Mm. You know, my, my grandfather, mm. he, he born in Puerto Rico. He raised 12 kids uh, with, um, wow. with, with a farm. He was a farmer. Oh wow! He raised twelve children, and uh, he—they all, the majority, are came, became professionals. Huh. I think it was because they were avoiding working in the farm, but <laughs> <laughs> so they went out to school. You know, <laughs> that's wild. But they—they they all, you know, my father, my, my grandfather. I remember going when I was like fifteen to a a, a big uh, event in Puerto Rico called Agropolis, where he won Farmer of the Year in Puerto Rico. Wow! 
yeah, you know, so, you know, he sold to everyone, you know, huh. it was amazing. It was amazing. So yeah, I do yeah. come from that background. That's really I cool. saw the, the hustle and <laughs> I see how it goes. I just like being my own boss and not being to tell what to do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Only my customers could tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of remember like your uncle that reminds me the family owns Panchitos. Um, you know, Frank, the dad, I mean, he started Panchitos because they had 13 kids. They're amazing. Panchitos, what Panchitos has done, I think what Panchitos has done here is amazing. Yeah. You know, I love the concept. I've seen the pictures and, and, and the one located in New Court Street. Yeah. I know I'm really good friends with Terry. Terry, I think, is his son-in-law. Okay. Um, they, uh, they, I mean, they're amazing. Their service is amazing. Yeah. They're always happy. They're always charismatic. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because they, they own it that, that, is you guys sell tacos and burritos, and right. there's a there's a sign. Yeah. You seen the sign yeah. says well-trained gringos. Yeah, run and operated <laughs> by well-trained gringos. You know, yeah. It ju- just owning that, you know, it makes the place even better. You know? Yeah, I've learned going in there as an Italian American white guy that I shouldn't, you know, because you go into Panchitos and you order, you know, you tell them what you want. And for years, I went in there and I was like, this isn't that great. Like, yeah, it's a massive burrito for not a lot of money. But it's not that great. And so one day I went in there and they said, all right, what do you want? I said, I want a burrito. What do you want in it? And I said, whatever you whatever you eat, <laughs> whatever you put in yours, that's what I want in mine. And they made me this burrito. It was the best thing I've ever had before. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that's my problem. I need to stop ordering based off what I think I exactly. want. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, have you ever tried their chicharron? Yes. Try their chicharron. Yeah. Their chicharron is amazing. Phenomenal. You know, I usually just order their, I don't want to go off topic, but I usually order their uh, the chicharron yeah. uh, super burrito, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, chicharron mixed with a little bit of ground beef. Okay. And, uh, you know, they're sauteed veggies and all that. Yeah. I eat that once a day. Wow. I can't eat for, no, <laughs> I eat that. Yeah. That's my only meal on the oh, day. Yeah, I think it's sure. massive, yeah. it's huge and delicious. Huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did um, every every May we do the search for the best taco. And we try everybody like in central New York. And I mean we try it's I do it over a three week period. Oh wow. I eat lunch and dinner every day is tacos. And um, this past year it was Panchitos was number two. You know, they wow. yeah. They made a really, really great taco. They do, they do. Yeah. So, um, and I didn't order it. Like I said, I, I went and I said, I want three tacos, whatever you think I should have. And they whipped something up that was Michael down the street here. Just, yeah, was, I know Michael. Michael. Yeah. Phenomenal. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, one question that I was asked by a previous guest to ask all of my future guests, and that is, why do you do what you do? Honestly, I do what I do. I'm not going to give you this at all. Oh my God, it's this teary thing. <laughs> but <laughs> I do what I do because I love it. Yeah. I, uh, besides culinary art school, I also went to uh, uh, cosmetology school. Mm. Oh, wow. I love making people feel good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, just what, what, by a compliment, by mm. cutting their hair, and I, that when you do that first haircut or you cut their hair and they look in the mirror and they can't believe it, their <laughs> confidence goes up and all that goes up. Yeah, I I love mm. you know giving an experience that people will remember it. Yeah, you know I love watching uh, mm. people uh, take pictures in my restaurant. Yeah, I love them watch you know with our margaritas and and with the family and doing selfies and getting our logo <laughs> in there because they had a great experience. Mm. And this is why honestly this is why I do it. Yeah, and money's great too. But <laughs> <laughs> after a while, after yeah. a while, you see that that coming back. <laughs> Well, those are two great reasons. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not bad. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, listen, man, thank you so much for coming down. I appreciate it. No, I know, thank you for Very me. busy, obviously. So, yeah. And You've heard that phone, right? Yeah. He's <laughs> going off and off and off. And, that, and that's, that's just one of them. This is the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody who's listening or watching, get down to Guadalajara. I've said it a thousand times before, my favorite Mexican restaurant in all of Syracuse. I appreciate it, man. Well, thank you for having me. This is amazing. I really hope that you know this keeps growing and, and you become that millionaire that we all want to be right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks man well anthony thank you thank you take care <laughs>there it is everybody thank you so much for listening to the local new york podcast again make sure you check out our ebook if you want to learn more about open ai and chat gpt and how artificial intelligence can really help skyrocket your business uh then head over to the, the link in the show notes we put it in there so you can buy that ebook that we've written and uh again use code eat local podcast to save 20 percent off your purchase Well, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. We are going to catch you back here next week in a brand new episode of the Eat Local New York podcast.